Hello everyone, welcome back to Football Adania, your home of Dutch football. I'm here and Mike's here. We're here to talk about Louis van Gaal becoming the Netherlands manager for the third time in his life. It's a pretty good achievement and he's obviously back because he means business and he wants to help the Netherlands get back to the World Cup in 2022, but also do really well in the competition too. Um, Mike, what, you, what do you think of Louis van Gaal? Anything's um, a way up after having Frank de Boer um, and many of us were calling for him. Uh, when when De Boer was struggling before the Euros, so what are your thoughts? Are you happy? Yeah, I think I I'm happy. I think it's the right choice with the options that are available right now. There's not very many Dutch managers around, especially ones that you'd want to coach the national team and are available. So I know people throw in the names of Peter Bosch or Eric Ten Hag, but they're not going to leave their clubs to to take over the Dutch national team at the moment. So that was left you with you know, looking around and going Philip Koku or Giovanni Brand Bronkhorst. It's just, again, inexperienced coaches at club football has not very gone very well recently for any of them. So I think if you're bringing in someone that's an elder statesman, somebody that has a bit of authority about them, has a good track record. I mean, it didn't go very well for my Man United, but you know, it, he got that job because of how good he did with the Netherlands national team at the last the World Cup so yes I'm I think it's a good appointment I think he's chosen well with his assistants as well I think Hank Fraser is a great assistant to choose I think I think everyone when he hears Danny Blinn's name shudders because of his time as Nevin's boss but he's a good assistant and that's the role that he thrives in and he did it well under Van Hal before so I think that's a good appointment as well and yeah I just think that they're going to come in and they're going to shake things up and they're going to get the players motivated again because yeah, Fran de Boer, it all went wrong at the end and the Euros, you know, we don't want a repeat of that ever again. So he's going to have to hit the ground running. The ties come thick and fast from their tough ties to start off with. He needs to get three wins to start off with. So, yeah, the pressure's on. And, um, yeah, I think he's the, the best man for the job at the moment. Yeah, fair enough. He seems like a bit of an intermediary coach, as though something will happen after him, which is a bit more long term. He's not going to be here for too long. Not like before when he signed the contract for a long time and he said, well, I'm here to win the two World Cups. I remember from quite a long time ago. He won't be there for that long but he could, because he's 69 and he's not going to step back into club management. He's He, he, he stepped down from Man United in 2016. Five years on, here we are. He's someone who's come back out because he wants to be the Netherlands boss. We'll talk more about his assistant shortly because uh, they are some interesting appointments that he's made in his backroom team. Just say, if you, if you are watching live, thank you for your comments and, and we'd be interested to hear what, what you think of Lou Van Hal's appointment. And if you're not watching live, if you're listening to this on, on SoundCloud, iTunes or YouTube, just leave a comment and we'll get back to you afterwards. What do you think of the appointment of Van Hal going forwards in the next year and a half? Because it is a countdown to the World Cup, basically, isn't it? There's some tricky games in September too, which I'm sure we'll talk about as well in a moment. But let's just get a first overall feel about what we're, we're thinking on people that are watching live at what they're thinking of Louis van Gaal's appointment. So someone here says that the Netherlands squad actually needs a manager like van Gaal. Interesting. I wonder why, under why you think that, if you could elaborate on that further. What, why van Gaal? Gabriel hoping for a better qualifying campaign. Um, whereas he actually disagrees that van Gaal is the right choice. Never forgive him for 2002 blunder. He's known to be stubborn and arrogant. So he doesn't go along with the current generation of players. <laughs> I can't say that De Bird did that much better though. Um, he does go on to say, though, his play style is outdated 
and 2014 depended heavily upon the brilliance of the forward players. Yeah, that's a fair point. I did notice that at the time, that the five at the back, I wonder if that will come back. And 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 is it going to be fashionable in today's world of football where teams do sometimes play five at the back, but his was quite defensive and actually did rely upon the, the forward players to produce the magic. There isn't that 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 uh that quality now up top. Well, you can agree and disagree with that because now he has better defenders at his disposal. The reason he had to play a five three two going into the World Cup was because he wasn't happy with the midfield choices and he wanted to offer more protection to his defence. He now has better midfield choices and a better defence. And if you look at it, actually before he went to the World Cup, he wasn't playing 5-3-2 with affirmation. He was actually playing 4-3-3. It was only during the tournament that he switched to that. And I know that he has commented saying that he will stick with a, a five-at-the-back formation um, going into this job. But I think now he's got Better options at the back in the centre of defence. Um, I know Stephen De Rye is still there, but he's got Virgil van Dijk now. He's got De Ligt going into midfield. He doesn't have a weaker midfield. I mean, he made Jonathan de Guzman look, look great at the, the World Cup alongside non-agent Wesley Schneider and Nigel de Jong. So if he has not Emma at his disposal, but he has Frankie de Jong, he has Ginny Wijnaldum, players like... Coop Miner's coming through and he has Darun, he has better options now in midfield. And then up front, he doesn't have a Van Persie or a Robin, but he does have a Memphis who's looked great since he's joined Barcelona and the two friendies that they've played there. So he can build up his confidence. Yeah, it wasn't his time at the, the Euros, but you know, he's got the, the pace and power to play up front in a 5 3 2. So yeah, I think that. It was defensive at the time at the 2014 World Cup, but that's because that's what he was working with. But now he has a better all-round team to to mould and shape to play a different way. That's fair enough. Yeah, the 4-2-3-1 is what suits this Netherlands team the best. We saw a five with De Boer in charge, and I don't think that Van Hal is just going to stick with that. We'll go back to this World Cup style of play, particularly in the qualifiers, because there, there is a reliance upon, a reliance upon attacking and, and, and beating the team as well. Um. I am overall happy though with the appointment. I'm not. I'm not trying to doubt Van Hal. I actually was quite excited when I heard that he was linked because he's he's a maverick in a way. And even though he has his he has his flaws and he can be stubborn, he's someone who you can get the best out of players. There was actually someone who put an article up on Football Daily recently about um, Van Hal's backroom team and what he'd do if he if he was in charge. And and yeah, he is someone who does think quite in depth about things. And I think that his age, he wants a job like this where he can have it as part-time role, but when he is there with the players, he, he, he gets the most out of them. And that's what I think um, they came to be wanted is, is someone to get the nitty gritty out of the players. Whilst they were together at the Euros, there wasn't um, someone getting the best out of the players. There wasn't someone pushing them to be the best that they can be. I don't think it was kind of relying to burp upon the magic of, of these four players and, and dump freeze the runs of the back post and stuff. So yeah. We need to move on from the Euros, though, and Van Hoy is the way forward. He has got three assistants with him. You make the point there, Mike, already of, of Hen Fraser being a brilliant appointment as an assistant. He's going to combine his role as boss of Sparta Rotterdam in the Eredivisie, along with the Netherlands role he's got with, with Van Hoy. Obviously, he's going to be a very busy man, but he is a great coach and an intelligent manager who I think 
didn't get off to the best of starts in my career. The test didn't go so well for him, but he did do really good things at Arden Haag and Sparta last season. And um, you made the point as there about, about Danny Blint being one of the assistants Van Hal, and we all know what happened last time that Danny Blint was in charge of the Netherlands. Less said about him, the better. So then there's a third assistant, Franz Hook, and I don't know much about him. What can you tell me about him, Mike? He's the goalkeeping coach. So he was part of the background team at the 2014 World Cup as well. He's a very experienced goalkeeping coach. Mm. Worked with some of the great teams as well. He follows Lee Van Howe around. I think he was there at Man United as well with him. So he's just the, the goalkeeping coach. Okay. So he's he's probably going to be helping the keepers where there's not a lot of depth of quality at the moment. Um Someone actually put a comment saying about how he will actually stick with the five-three-two in, in, in his in his press conference. I guess I don't think he's in a press conference yet, but in his first interview, he was saying about that. Um, what do you think about that, Mike? Do, do you think that he'll switch to the the four-back pretty quickly? I think we're we're getting nitty-gritty about five and four at the back because of what it means to the way the team plays. We want to see them four at the back because then they can play three attacking players. It'll be much more exciting. Yeah, I think that. Van Hal needs to, first of all, get the group together and see what he's working with first because he's probably seen what Fran de Boer did at the Euros and he probably would have done it in a very different way, especially the, the Czech Republic game. And if Van Hal thinks that that's the formation that's going to get the best out of the players, then let's see what he, he does. You know, we can only judge him when the first games come around and see how we, we start playing. So I think that Van Gaal is going to come in. He can, he can stick with a 5-3-2 if he thinks that's the best way forward. Then we'll see what he thinks. We'll see the pairing that he has up front. Um, we'll see if he puts in the field because he might just come and change it, have players in different roles. You know, who's he going to play a left back? Is he going to stick Vindal there? Is he going to stick Van Anholt, which I doubt now? Or is he going to go back to his daily blend left back days from the 2014 World Cup up front? Is he going to have Memphis next to a Veghorst or a, a Luke de Jong? Or is he going to go well, kind of what he did? At the 2014 World Cup, where he has someone very technical and someone very quick mm. next time. Um, but we'll see when the first squad comes out. We can judge him after that, and then we can judge him after the first few games. But if he thinks 5-3-2 is the best, then we'll see how that is going forward. I think that I see some of the, co- the comments about the appointment only being until the 2022 World Cup. Yeah, and here, yeah. Yeah, there's probably just papering over the cracks again. Mm-hmm. I think the KNVB do have... A contingency plan, probably that if everything goes well and you reach the 2022 World Cup and everything happens the way it should, then Hank Fraser will then take over and he'll be the man to lead it after that. He's a he's a great coach on his own and he'll do a good job as an assistant. I think he'll be the one that gets along with the players the this most. Is what happens when you run out of charge? <laughs> um, but yeah, I think the the coaching staff. That he's got around him. He's got experienced coaching staff. Hank Fraser will be a very, very popular appointment among some of the players. I know Vinaldum has already spoken out about doing a, a jump for joy when he heard that Hank Fraser was going to be the man who's going to be one of the assistants. So I think that eventually he'll be the one that they can be able to appoint as head coach. But start off with Van Hal, get the team playing rigid, well-organised football again, going towards the World Cup, and then maybe move on to, to Hank Fraser after that. Yeah, I have a feeling that Hank Fraser is going to be next. If if he can impress with Van Hal, he has to go with Van Hal's blessing. 
I don't think you want to put Danny Blint in charge again. I think that yeah. that won't happen. But you're looking at Fraser to potentially do something like that. He needs that next step in his career. It could be the Netherlands. Um, the friendly, no, not the friendly, sorry. The qualifiers coming up in September are, are big games. The Netherlands are going to play Norway away, Montenegro at home and um, Turkey at home. Three games in, in a week, which will make a massive difference whether they qualify for the World Cup or not. You think that they'd have to beat Norway and Turkey to, to be top of this group. So Van Hull has got a very tricky start. He's got about around about a month to get himself ready for it. He announced his squad in a couple of weeks. Um, definite squad happens around the end of August. Uh, and, and, he, and he's got already three massive games where he's got to really produce some magic because this team at the moment, if it played the way it was at the Euros, won't win all three of those games. Yeah. Um, but what I think Van Gaal is going to do is he's going to come in, he's going to put a rocket right up these players. I think the players will have seen his comments to the women's team before they went off to the Olympics about how there's a glorified bunch of stars. You know, comments like that are, are used to get a reaction. So he'll want a reaction from his players and he'll he'll say to them, look, I'm building a team towards the World Cup. Who wants to be part of it? Who doesn't? You know, if you want to be there, you know, shape up, play your best, go out there and, and beat these teams that they should be beating on paper. So I think that Van Gaal is going to be a lot more of a, a motivator. He saw what he did at the World Cup. You know, nobody thought that Netherlands were going to go to the 2014 World Cup and do well. You know, a lot of people had them going out in the group stages and, and you know, Van Hal took them to, to third place. So I trust that he's going to come in. He's going to get the players G'd up. He's going to have a plan and it'll just be up to the players to execute it. And it's going to be interesting to see who he picks in his first squad, the, the starting lineup, and if he wants to make wholesale changes to, to what De Boer did in terms of squad selection so that'll be interesting and I think that for me Van Hal takes over at a very interesting time because we've got a lot of Dutch young talents going abroad at the moment so you know in recent weeks we've got Stengs going to Nice we've got Boadu complete his move to, to Monaco today and there's going to be moves around players like Sam Lammers there's going to be Brobby in, in Germany there's going to be Clive Marlon's gone to Dortmund as well and, Marlon, and he's Dortmund. someone who should be leading that line I think now yeah, you got Alhatterin going somewhere. Um, if he can buck up his act, um, you got Va- Virgil Van Dijk coming back. So you know Van Gaal's taken over at a time that you know, this could be exciting for for Dutch football. He has he has options if these young talents go abroad and hit the ground running, especially Malin, because Malin's the one that you look at and think that he's going to be possibly the future starting striker. You know he played well at Euros. You know, we all saw the reaction once De Boer took him off against the Czech Republic. It's a, a reaction of, you know, stunned idiots here looking at him thinking that Promise was going to do a better job than, than Malin up front. Um, you know, Van Gaal's not going to make mistakes like that. So, yeah, I think it's an exciting time to be in everyone's boss. There's a lot of fresh talent coming through all over the pitch in every single position. And I think that Van Gaal's the right man to lead them to the World Cup. So, I, yeah, I think it's just it's an exciting time. And I, I get loads of people coming in saying that, you know, Van Gaal's been out of the game. It didn't go very well for him at Man United. He has a track record of sometimes his jobs implode. But, you know, we've had Louis Van... We've had, after Louis Van Gaal, we've had likes of Hiddink, Blind, De Boer, all having a go and all being disastrous. We've had a good time with Ronald Koeman. So let's just have... 
a good time under Van Hal again. Let's hope he replicates what he did before and it's all go heading towards the, the World Cup. You know, I'm confident now that he's the right man for the job. Yeah, I'm confident of it too. So long as there's a plan for after him, that that will continue the good work that Koeman started and we want Van Hal to revive. There's a couple more people giving their opinions. The Boa do is actually the future striker and with Marlon playing on the wing at Dortmund potentially, that might uh, make things more tricky. But I think Van Hal won't be, won't be phased by that. He's going to play players in their best positions, you would think. Um, they did play Dirk Hout at wing-back, I remember the World Cup. So who knows? <laughs> but you want, you want to be playing Marlon up top where he's going to be really effective. And I think that he is someone who has the quality to lead the line. Um, had he scored that chance at the Euros, we may well have been um, sitting here feeling even better about, about Marlon. But he's made the move because he deserves it. He's a great player. Marco said that he couldn't see interruption as boss of the Netherlands at the moment. I think unless you take a risk and you go with someone younger or someone foreign, which it can be a wise idea if you if you got the right person in mind, the KVB don't seem to be that far-reaching with their views about who could be the, the, the manager. They don't think that they they cast their, their net wide enough to look for new people. So actually what you have in mind is, is Van Gaal. And he's someone who's not a safe pair of hands, but knows the job really well and has a magic to try and take the Netherlands further, which at the moment is what we need. Let's see what he can do in the qualifiers though, and, and, and we'll soon know. I don't think we're in a situation where he's, he's sat before the World Cup. I think he'll be given that time to the World Cup. Once that's over, I don't see him staying in charge. But you never know, might, might prove me wrong. Just thinking that the age is at now and having been so long out of the game, he may well only have it in him to do it into the World Cup. But we'll see. Um, finally, Mike, before we go, are there any last thoughts about Van Gaal going into these qualifiers coming up? You said about how he's going to put a rocket up at the players. Why is that? Why, why didn't De Boer get the best out of the players at, at the Euros, considering their team ethic is actually really strong and they, they want to play well together? What did De Boer get so wrong with the player management? It's hard to know when you weren't actually in that situation, but mm. I think that looking at the Euros from, from outside in, I think the group stage went too well for De Boer and complacency swept in. I think that they looked at Czech Republic and thought, right, this is... We're gonna get like we're gonna beat them. We're gonna be on to the next round. We can start planning for for Denmark. Um, I think they underestimated the Czech Republic. I think that the players didn't really have a plan going out there for the Czech Republic getting in their face. And you know, the big players didn't turn up in that game. You know, the Memphises, the the Van Aldums weren't there. And you know, there was no one telling them to. There's no one screaming at them or no one telling them that they needed to to sort themselves out. Um, they're just kind of left to it. And then there's always sort of a, a dance squib as soon as the light got sent off. And after that happened, the team just crumbled. It fell apart because the Boer didn't have a plan of what to do when a player got sent off. And none of the players at all looked even remotely comfortable on the pitch once they went down to 10 men. There was no game plan, no nothing. The substitutions were just awful. And the Czech Republic won easily. And I think that somebody like Van Hal coming in, who is so regimented and so tactically astute and he has a plan for everything, that wouldn't happen under him. Whereas De Boer, because he's not the best coach in the world, and we've seen that several times now, he didn't have a reaction, whereas Van Hal would. And Van Hal is probably not scared to, to make the big decisions because if 
looking at the game against Czech Republic, you had two forwards up front, one playing very well and one not in the game at all and constantly losing the ball. The Bears' choice was to take off Malin. Van Howe would turn around and go, well, Memphis, you're the one that's losing the ball all the time. You're not playing well. You're coming off and we'll try and go again from there. So that's the sort of, he's a big personality that can make those big decisions, whereas De Boer can't. I think Van Hal can stand up to the Memphises, the, the Van Dykes, the, the leaders of this team, whereas De Boer couldn't. So I think it's going to be the impetus that they needed, a fresh start for all the players, but I think uh, one that if you're not playing well, you're going to hear about it and you're not going to just get allowed to, to start again because of who you are. A very good point, Mike, and I, I agree with you wholeheartedly that that is what Van Hal is going to bring to the table. Someone who is uh, not afraid to tell the players what 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 he thinks. De Boer would never have done that, and and if De Boer even tries to do that, I think he'd just put it in the wrong way, the wrong words, as you saw with uh, Jasper Sillison, for example, by casting him out of the squad. Just just that as a small example of what we were talking about here. A final comment from Brad saying that Louis deserves a chance. I think he should have had more time at United. De Boer is clueless. Yeah, let's give him a chance. Let's get behind him. And let's get behind the Netherlands going into the World Cup qualifiers. Of course, at Football Annual, we'll be doing some, some stuff around those games. But we've got some uh, some things actually coming up very soon before the World Cup qualifiers. One of which, two of which, are our Eredivisie season preview podcasts. So do stick around for those. They'll be coming up at the weekend, um, at the end of the weekend. Uh, and we'll be letting you know who we think will win the Eredivisie, who will be relegated and giving you a small preview on each each side in, in, in the league. So do look forward to that um, from Football Daniel. Have a look on our website for much more coming up very soon on the new season and on the World Cup qualifiers coming up. Final thing to ask everyone about is um, we've recently been asking on social media for, for you to nominate us, if you'd like to, um, for, for two things from the Football Content Awards. Uh, and I've, I've left a, a link in the description as to how you can vote. Uh, it's very easy to do. And also what you can nominate us for. Um, we, if you think if you've enjoyed our Dutch football stuff, we've, we've been hopefully going to go for um, the best international podcast. If you like our Dutch football podcasts and best international club creator. So do so if you think that we deserve that. Um, I left the link in the description. But for now... Thanks for joining us. Um, and if you haven't been watching live, leave a comment too about what you think about Van Hal. Overall, it's a very positive appointment, isn't it, Mike? Despite the fact that it feels a little bit a little bit stale with the choice that has been made, it's someone who we know is going to do an interesting job, if not a particularly good one. Yeah, I think it's exciting times. You know, let's yeah. just get behind it. Look forward, you know. It's a good time for Dutch football. Look at what PSV are doing in the Champions League. Um, you know, you've got four teams... And potentially in Europe, you got, you know, Feyenoord and Vitesse's games tomorrow if they go well. You know, you got an exciting title race coming up in the Eredivisie, which we'll preview this weekend. So look forward to that. And yeah, I think it's just let's have a some positivity going to the the new season because I think there is a lot to be positive about for Dutch football fans because there's a lot of talent there and now a manager in charge who actually might know what he's doing. <laughs> What a brilliant way to end. Thanks everyone for watching. Don't forget to leave a like and subscribe if you're new. Bye.